there, and welcome to the Find Calm Here podcast. I am Deb Shell, your host. On this podcast, I share conversations I have with community builders who offer tips on what's worked for them and resources that have helped them find calm in the community building process. If you're a new community builder, this podcast will have tons of resources for you, uh, so make sure you subscribe. Uh, and if you're interested in learning more about the Find Calm Here community, I can chat with you and we can talk about how I can help you either launch, build, launch, or grow your own community with my consulting or uh, join us inside the Find Calm Here community. There's a community newsletter. If you sign up for that, you'll get more updates on all of the awesome things that are happening inside the community. And uh, if you need support and accountability uh, of, with a group of community builders, that's what we're all about in the Find Calm Here community. You'll receive support and tools uh, to help you have a successful launch, grow your membership, and tackle any challenges with the support of peers in a safe space that's affordable and enjoyable. We've got tons of things happening inside there. Uh, just launched the Calm Guides, and that's to support you in any stage of the community building process. We have the Calm Guide to launching, the Calm Guide to onboarding, and I just released the Calm Guide to tech integration. So uh, certainly, if you're interested in any of those, please reach out to me. Uh, let me know. I'd be happy to chat with you about those. I'm excited to introduce today's guest, uh, Hudson Phillips. He is the host of Script Blast, an online community for script writers who struggle with navigating the ups and downs of the journey to help them write with ease and joy. He's also an award-winning screenwriter and filmmaker. Uh, he's produced the feature film This World Alone, released in May of 2021 this year. And it's with that and then the other experience uh, as a creative director for Uplink Marketing, which he brings over 25 years of design, branding, copywriting, and marketing experience. He brings all of that into the communities he leads. Uh, so he also leads another community uh, called Village Canopy Life. It's an online community working to transform the lives of children and children and communities in rural Kenya. Uh, welcome, Hudson, to the Find Calm Here podcast. Hi, thank you so much. I'm very excited about this. I feel like both calm and community are like key values uh, to me. So I have a feel feeling we're going to be very much on the same page. I think so too. Yeah. I'm excited. So tell us a little bit about what got you interested in community building. Um, for me, it came out of um, my own struggles with screenwriting originally. So it was... Um, I was writing for, I'm going on probably 16, 17 years of, of what I feel like is struggling to break into the screenwriting world. And um, along that journey um, were a lot of ups and downs and a lot of struggle and a lot of just feeling stuck and not feeling like I had a safe space to talk about some of those struggles. I'd be a member of an online community or a Facebook group and there was just so much negativity, so much, you know, kind of like blowharding, putting each other down. And um, I just, I, I needed something for myself to, to begin with. And so I started Script Blast um, really as a, a social media account. So an Instagram account that just posted inspirational, honest feelings about the screenwriting journey. Um, and then a Facebook group. Um, and ultimately, um, that was the beginning of that community. Um, but I found the Facebook group uh, after a while turned into uh, something I just didn't like anymore. It was very spammy. You know, I felt like I was curating more than I was encouraging. And so that's when I made the decision to find um, an off platform uh, community and launched um, the Script Blast screenwriting community on Mighty Networks uh, about a year ago. Okay. So that was, that was the next question I was going to ask you. When, yeah. had, when did you launch? Um, 
and what platform you obviously said about the money networks. We've been talking to people that are doing different platforms um, and I'm going to have somebody who has done a circle, but I wanted to get a take on. So when you launched a year ago, what made you choose the money network uh, platform for your community since you're like shifting off of Facebook? Yeah. So it was, um, it was a lot of figuring things out. It started with just, uh, I want to build, um, the community that I, that I really need personally. Um, and that's really driven me in every decision. It started with that. Um, and then once I launched the community, I learned to listen to that community and what they needed as well. Um, uh, but the, the, the reason I decided on Mighty Networks was I was just already a member of one. Um, I was a member of this one. It was called, um, visualize value. So it's kind of a marketing content creation community. Um, and I just love the format of it. I loved how clean it was. I loved how simple it was. Um, I love that there were like, I thought it was a good thing that there weren't a lot of bells and whistles that it's just, you go, you get the content you're looking for, you connect with the people that you want to connect with, and then you hop off. And I, I love just the, the cleanliness of it. Um, and also as a, a designer, uh, for my day job, um, I loved aesthetically. I just thought it was a beautiful platform. Um, and so all of that kind of tied together. Um, I, I probably did a, you know, one afternoon Google search for other communities and looked at Circle and things like that. And uh, Mighty Networks just seemed like the no brainer for me. Yeah, that's kind of the same story that I did because I was in a community that was on a Mighty Network for about two and a half years. I've been on, in there for like three years now cool. and as a paying member of this community. And that community really transformed a lot of what I did with my life. I left my corporate sales job and decided to launch my own online community and business and all these things. And uh, it was with the support of that community that I really had the initiative to want to do that. And it was then really showing me how powerful an online community can really be. So yeah. I think that's what it seems like for you, too, is like when we need things, you know, we either have to build what we need <laughs> in our own personal life, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, build it at, for us selfishly, for us, maybe, mm-hmm. and then <laughs> hope that other people are interested in the thing. Uh, yeah. Asking questions is super important in the discovery phase. So what was the what did that look? like for you when you launched? Did you do a lot of discovery before? What was that like? I didn't. I had a lot of content that I built up over the years. So Scribbless exists as an entity where we didn't charge for anything for the first four years. Um, And the reason for that is I just saw a lot of um, kind of shysters in the community of just taking advantage of people, um, taking people's money and not giving a lot of value in return. There's a kind of a cottage industry and screenwriting where that exists. I just didn't want to be associated with that. So I was like, you know, I'm working a full-time day job. I can do this on the side. Um, I'm still doing writing on my own. Um, So there wasn't a need for it to financially prop me up. It was really driven by wanting to uh, give back to those that were first starting out and struggling with the same things I did. Um, And then Mighty Networks was the first time I saw it as being, oh, this is valuable. This will make a difference. Um, And I've seen that over the past year, um, just how many in my community have finished their screenplays, um, or the productivity has, has jumped through the roof, um, or just finding a community to find a place to be honest. It's really been life-changing for me personally. It became the place that, um, you know, at the end of my Facebook group, I just didn't enjoy it anymore. And now I just can't wait to hop back on my networks and, and update things in there. Um, so it was great for me personally. And then for members, um, the biggest learning curve for me was, Um, I started really from a place of selfishness. I had a whole bunch of videos. I had a whole bunch of free resources, like written pieces. Um, And so I uploaded all that so there'd be some robust content at the beginning. Um, But what I didn't anticipate was people really wanted um, real-time interaction. So even the community that I first tested out, he did weekly Zoom calls 
Um, so I was like, well, I'll just do monthly Zoom calls because I'm kind of uncomfortable with that format at this point. Um, and I learned that uh, the community wanted more and more of that. So now we do them week on a weekly basis. Um, some of those may not be me talking the whole time. It might just be us having a conversation. Some of them might be um, a combination of things. Some of them we just hop on and we all write at the same time. And it's like an accountability window um, where we're all writing um, and really getting a lot done. Um, and that came out of, I had never heard of that idea before and never thought of that idea before. And someone in the community suggested that. Um, and so we tried it and I was like, this is going to be awkward. Uh, but it was, it was awesome and everybody loved it. And so that's something that we continue to do as well. Um, and all through that, you know, I'll, I'll check in with the group. I do a lot of uh, DMing with members of the group because I know a lot of people don't like to speak out in the forums. Um, and so I just try to check in. Um, I have an assistant who's also a member of the group. So she's able to do a little bit of you know, incognito research as well to see what other people are wanting to do. Um, so it's just listening and, and realize really what, it, what people want. Um, again, even those Zoom calls I started out where it's like I would do a lesson and then we'd have a conversation. Um, and some of the feedback I got was like, hey, can we make these more interactive? Like I want to ask questions or interact or add my own opinions. And so we, we leaned into that as well. And that's what those, those calls look like today. That's so cool. I love that you shared this like journey of like discovery of like, I wanted to have this place. And you thought a lot of people think they have to have so much content in the beginning. And when mm-hmm. clients I work with, they get really held back by the, the, all the things, uh, you know, to that, that go into building a community. Yeah. There's a lot of work involved, but you don't always necessarily need to have a whole lot ahead of time. And it's really about to make it really interesting, building it together with the community makes it so much as you're seeing so much more successful, because like you could have a vision. And, you know, as a host, you want to have a vision for the community of what the goals are, what you're looking for in engagement and contribution and um, making sure people stay in and and are interested. But like that has to come through asking them and them telling you what they actually want. So um, it's such an interesting concept. And I think, you know, I think you had said about the community design masterclass, but we talked about that and there's a lot of things that there that they recommend. And I think it's one of those things where you just kind of take it a little bit at a time. You're like, okay, well, let me see if this is something that would work. And the co-working thing came out of one of my other communities. So I think it's super fun to jump on a call if you had something that you're putting off like writing i writing is a good example right because if you know you have to write an email or you have to write something but you're just like just i don't i don't want to do it (laughs) then it's like if you go to that co-working call okay i'm going to write this email in the next 20 minutes you know i'm going to get it done and you have people that are like all right deb go get it done and then Then at the end, you can just chat with people. It breaks up the day really well as a solo entrepreneur, too. I found yeah. like that personally, I just like those sometimes because there's things as a solo entrepreneur. I'm like, eh, I could do that later. And then I'm like, but if I go to the co-working, I'll get it done today. Yeah, yeah, it's good accountability. <laughs> um, but I think the other thing yeah. it does when you're building a community with other people, they uh, feel more committed to it. They're like, oh, I invested in this thing from the beginning. I helped frame what it is, so I'm going to stick around. And I think it gives um, your members a little bit more ownership in it as well. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Yeah, because then they're like, oh, you're actually going to do the thing that I asked you to do. Oh, we can actually do these things or I can meet these people or have speakers or have, you know, conversations. And and, and in a safe space, it's a good point about the differences between social media and community. 
because I find that to be some people are kind of interweaving those kinds of things of Mm -hmm. like if you're a social media manager, you could be a community manager. If you're doing social, how is that different from community? And I think it's way different in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. And one of it is that you can get a private space and be there and have that know, like, and trust factor and then be able to establish through your communication that this is somewhere where you can ask any question and there's no dumb question and you can ask yeah. you can say whatever you want to say within reason of like hate speech and stuff, right. obviously <laughs> but like you can just say the thing that you're stuck on and we will not like be mean to you we're going to be supportive because your success is just as valuable as our success and we're working collaboratively together instead of competitively and i feel like in the social media world it's very competitive and who's got this many likes and who's got this thing happening and oh there's somebody launching these five courses now and they're so successful and it's really this race to like exhaustion basically (laughs) at the end of the day you're just like i can't you know i'm a human (laughs) yeah (laughs) he wants to have a life (laughs) yep um and and it goes back to that calm thing and it goes back to why i really embraced this community and i love going to it it goes back to you know everybody that's a solopreneur is um constantly, constantly having to create content and put it out there. And it is exhausting. And so that's what I found with this model, with this community. And I still do social media stuff, just not as often. It's real passive. Um, I try to reuse some stuff that I create in the community out in social media. Um, but I think, uh, I think social media is just, yes, it's, it's a whole bunch of strangers. It's passive. They're checking in with your content like two seconds at a time. Um, there's no accountability. There's no pressure to, uh, you can just, you know, post whatever random stuff and then keep scrolling and it's like you don't exist. Whereas in the community, there is that family. There is that kind of social pressure there. Everybody uh, that's in there wants to be there. They're not just randomly following a hashtag or something. Um, but yeah, also in terms of content creation and how exhausting that can be, um, that took a load off of me because like I mentioned before, when I first launched, I was like, I'm going to do a video a week. And like, that was like, I bought a camera and I set up a ring light and I was recording a video and writing it and doing all this stuff. And it was exhausting. And I was like, I can't keep this up. Um, so when I got the feedback of, Hey, let's just do zoom calls. I was like, Oh, thank God. Now all <laughs> I have to do is a, one zoom call a week. And that creates the content that keeps people active in the group. And we do some community things and we do some contests inside the group and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of creating content, it became that one piece a week. Um, and that's all I needed to do. Uh, and it was interactive and I'm learning while I'm in there in addition to, 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 to giving kind of teaching uh, lessons and stuff. Um, and so, yes, it was just it's a sen- sense of calm where I feel like um, the Internet in general, social media has just become a place that is so combative. Um, and so negative um, that, yeah, it's, it's like a little spa day every day, every time I can hop into my uh, Mighty Network. Oh, I like that spa day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about, so you have uh, two communities that you, are you co-hosting both of those or leading both of those or what's your uh, story no, there? Script, the Script Blast um, screenwriting community uh, is all me. Um, so that's the one that's kind of um, just a continuation of what I've been doing for years. The other one, our Canopy Life community is one of our clients at Uplink Marketing. They're a nonprofit that runs a school um, in rural Kenya, an entrepreneurial school for kids to um uh, learn how to be leaders in their community and to go back and start businesses and stuff. Really, really cool program. Um, and they came to us just looking for um, some marketing help. And we presented the idea of a mighty network to them as a way to keep in touch with their donors. 
Um, so when you agree to be a donor with Canopy Life, you get dropped into their village is what they call it. Um, and that's where they post all their updates. That's where if you're sponsoring a kid, they give you all the information about that kid on a monthly basis and how they're doing and photos and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it's a very different model for them, um, which was really um, kind of donor retention and um, in a, in a easier place to get across information um, in a more in-depth way than social media or, or even email can. That's really interesting. I mean, I think of when you think of these kind of um, donor campaigns, I would think that I maybe get to um, learn about the child that I'm helping or the person that I'm helping, but I don't know that I would have ever connected with other people who are helping. And right. so I think that that's a, a powerful tool uh, to to then see like what not just what like what your one donation does, but the then yeah. the collective yeah. of what all of these people are, are giving and what that creates is really cool. It, it is really cool. Um, I think they've, they've struggled with, um, you know, uh, engagement in that community. Uh, I think because of that, because of how people look at donations and how um, it, it's a community in a different kind of way that you want to see the impact that your dollars are making um, or the impact that um, I think the people that are most active in that group are ones who have actually been to Kenya, have been on one of their um, trips that they take over there to show to show people the school that are a little more engaged. But I think a lot of donors want to be passive too. Um, and so I think they got a little frustrated with uh, those passive donors because they, like everybody that runs a community, they want to see it hustling and bustling all the time. Um, and I even felt that with, um, with the Scriblast community, um, that it doesn't have the same kind of engagement that a Facebook group does or an Instagram account does, but because it is more, uh, it takes more effort. Um, and so I learned to embrace and reassess my goals in both of those communities to say, um, you know, what am I really expecting out of this? Uh, why does this yeah. group exist? And is it serving that purpose for, for the script class community? Are people coming in and finishing their screenplays? Do they have a place to talk about their frustrations? Honestly, that's the reason we set that up and we're exceeding, uh, the goals at that. Now, that doesn't mean that they're signing in every day and having conversations, but that's okay because that's not the point of the group. They've got a million social media outlets that are much easier for them for that. Um, and same thing with Canopy. Are people signing in and getting the information they need? Are they getting the updates on their kids? And are they uh, getting their donor updates of where their money's going? And yes, they're doing that. Um, even if that means they check in for, you know, 10 minutes once a month, right? Um, so it is adjusting your expectations for what a community should be um, and making sure that those goals are aligned to the goal of the community. That's so, that's such a great point. And the goal of um, whatever it is, if there's a business model in, 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 in connected with that too, with the community model of how does the business connect to that? I talk a lot about that in my community of how does your business goal connect with your community goal? And then those expectations around um, if you're running a paid community, like a lot of our, our people are doing, um, you know, understanding, you know, what's reality in this situation because right. we all yep. feel like we're going to have this, we're going to open this thing up and it's going to be so great and everybody, which it will be and yeah. everybody will be excited. However, the excitement is represented in different ways. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and then life happens. I, no matter yeah. how much intention I have to come into your community, I might really want to get there, but life, you know, just For gets sure. in the way of yep. me getting there. And so you made a really great point around saying, it's not always about the comments and the likes and the cheers and the posts and 
it's really about what is the intention of the community and are the members getting what they, when they press the buy button or when they press the join button, are they getting what you promised them? Mm-hmm. And if you're doing that, if they're getting that, that's okay that there's not a lot happening in that activity feed because yeah. they're telling you in other ways that they're getting what they need, or maybe they're just not ready you know, to do 17 steps or on step three. You know, I'm right. in a course where there's a, tw- a year long um, course uh, with 12 modules and people are in different parts of that at all times. And that's okay. And yeah. giving people the understanding of saying wherever you are is okay. Um, just those kinds of um, awareness pieces that we talk about as far as really just, yeah, lowering expectations maybe as far as like all of the other stuff and then saying, well, what really is the engagement? Cause they are really showing up to the zoom calls. Well, that's great. Then, yeah. you know, and maybe they don't want to post and there's a lot of, you know, some people are in a community for six months and then they're posting stuff. I think it took me a long time when I was in a community to really show up in that community as far as like posting or sharing anything. I was really more in the consumption and um, just kind of watching and seeing what everybody else is doing. And um, I think there's just those, it talks about the commitment curve and the different stages of uh, community, right? Where it goes up and down and people are like, they get really interested and they're like in there and they're doing stuff and then maybe something happens and they drop, but then they come back. And, you know, there's these, all these different roller coasters that we see as in community and as a community manager of knowing to a- how to analyze that, the data, and then also the the wherewithal to be able to ask the questions of the members and say, okay, are we still on the right mark with everything? So just that reassessment and, you know, checking in with like a 90, you know, a 90 day situation where if you set a goal and then you look at it from 90 days from now and say, all right, this is, we're hitting it, or maybe not, it's not working. We need to, <laughs> we needed to change what we're doing or something else happens, you know? Yeah. So it's just, the biggest thing I think I've learned is the flexibility of just being okay yeah. <laughs> with like all of these different aspects and knowing that things change all the time. Yeah, there's there's um, a couple of different things. One is everybody's different. Some people are quiet and passive and they, and they come in and they don't want to talk to anybody. They don't want to be on those Zoom calls. They want to just come in and quietly click through content and consume things at their leisure. Other people are loud and they want their voice to be heard and they want to be spotlighted and they want to um, be as big of a part of it as they can. Um, So you kind of have to recognize uh, that just different people interact in different ways and be realistic about that. Um, The other thing I'm learning now having uh, coming up on almost a year of doing this, I think October will be a year, um, that there are seasons just to the year. Summers are going to be slow. Everybody's traveling. Everybody's busy. Um, I got real depressed around June because I'm like, where did everybody go? Um, but I, I quickly learned that it's just people get busier during the summer, so they're not going to check in as much. Um, but there are times of the year where people, because we're kind of uh, goal-driven, we help people write their screenplays, that January is huge. And people in January were all over it um, because they're setting goals. And I've heard the same thing that September, you know, the summer's over, you're getting back to the school year, you're taking your goals seriously again, that September is kind of that time as well. Um, and so we'll see if things start picking back up at then. Uh, but that's true with, with every industry and, and with our own lives as well. There's, there's seasons to it um, and being able to recognize that in your community as well. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's especially with, as a host. Sometimes you as a host are going through things that you need to like readjust what you're doing. I think a couple people I've worked with, um, they took a pause. 
They mm, they were yeah. doing like a course and then they just took some time to like really look at that course. Did that work? What happened with that course? And taking time instead of like jumping in from one launch to another launch and to another, you know, or I, I think there's there's a really important for finding calm by, by taking a little bit of a slower approach. And they say like social media is wide, whereas community is deep. Mm. So if you work with less people, but offer them more value as you're talking about, you can make more of an impact. And so the foundation of a community is really about the vision of the host combined with the um, onboarding successful, like successfully onboarding members where they have that no like, and trust factor. They, that you establish that it's a safe space through the copy on your landing pages and on your welcome post and those kinds of things. And then going further and making sure that checking in with them, are they okay? Maybe they're only on section three of the course and everybody else is in six. So maybe there's something going on and the community manager can reach out and say, Hey, is everything okay? Is there anything we can do to support you? Just constantly looking at reevaluating. And that's what really what makes a community amazing from a host and a community manager's perspective mm. is that that magical moment when two people connect in, in your community and then they start something, whether it's yeah. a conversation or a partnership or a collaboration on a project. And you're just like, that's it. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. That's what I wanted. And now it's like, actually happening and so that can be that whole progression of community seems to me is like the essence of like it's really challenging right as an entrepreneur to start something especially if you've got a lot of other business hats on at the time and so to really be able to have that to stick with it through that long journey. Mm. <laughs> and you're seeing just in even a few months or even in the last year, you're seeing so many flexible, you know, things just changing. So I think, you know, building a foundation, it just is the most important thing if you really want to dive deep and really make an impact. And so it sounds like you've really done that. You've really been able to, with your script last community, really have the insight and, you know, thought process there so it sounds like it's really a an amazing place for people who want to write a script <laughs> yeah no that's really that's really good uh good advice and um, a lot that i'm thinking about right now as we're coming up on a year of just what needs to change uh, on that onboarding like we don't look like we did when i first launched it and what needs to be adjusted and what needs to be you know redone um and i'm thinking a lot about that right now even hearing you talk about you know courses so we have a few courses, but they're not long-term. They're kind of like, you can drop in if you want. Um, so I'm exploring, you know, what if we did small groups and we did um, uh, courses that have, you know, dates on them where, you know, watch this one here and we're going to talk about it here and being a little more structured like that. So there's lots of things I'm, I'm entertaining um, and wanting to try and wanting to learn. Um, it sounds like I need to join your group and maybe a few others and seeing what other people are doing <laughs> and, and um, really providing some options for my community as well. I think it's a fun thing, like you're saying, you're co-creating basically this experience with them. And so, yeah, there's a lot of options where you can go. But if you know, as a host, what you want to do is the most important thing. Before you ask everyone, I also kind of think it's super important personally. And I just have a few people going through like, a lot of people are having challenging times. And that doesn't mean that community managers or community hosts don't, right? (laughs) 
So we're all human beings. And so sometimes you need that pause to really understand, is this the right direction? Do I want to do a course? Do I want to do cohorts? Is that, is that something that I want to commit to? I can mm. tell you from running masterminds, masterminds take a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work. You don't just show up once a week and just, you know, say, hey, everybody. It's it's like there's a lot of prep that goes into that. And I got I did a survey. I got a, a beta group together. We did a 90 day cohort for focusing on how to launch their mighty network. Ooh. We all set goals at the beginning of January. And I was included in this group. I was kind of the participant, not necessarily the host. I was yeah. guiding the conversation with giving them assignments or giving them tasks or giving them um, resources that they asked for. Like they asked for a marketing workshop. They asked for a community engagement workshop. So I put content together and I Ooh. did those things for them. And at the end of that time period, we had a what I called a growth seat. And on the growth seat is where each person got to highlight their community launch plan or relaunch plan. In my case, it was a relaunch of Find Calm Here because a year ago I launched Find Calm Here in June and it went flat and I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, and so I took a pause and I was just trying to like re-strategize around it. And then I did the relaunch in January, but the whole structure of my relaunch was based on this cohort that gave me feedback as I presented during my growth seat. Here's what I'm thinking. If I do this and then this is what the content is going to be and this is what the you know activities would be. And they gave me so much great, and this is my ideal members because <laughs> right, I switched right. from I switched from a community of it was a, a started out as a health and wellness community actually is what Find Calm Here started as. I had mm. speakers. I had over thirty virtual events last year with speakers wow. to talk about how to find calm. Yeah. But at the end of the year, I was like exhausted and tired and not feeling <laughs> calm and feeling right. like what happened to this year. Yeah. And just to like, just to say that I came back, I took a pause. I had that small group experience. They worked with me for 90 days. At the end of the 90 days, each one of them had launch plans. They were ready to go. They knew what they wanted to do. And they got feedback from us to be able to help guide them in having a more successful launch. And then those people ended up be, like staying in my community. And now they're helping other people that are now coming into the community and helping, awesome. you know, create that engagement there. But the feedback I got from them was they wanted more worksheets. They wanted more homework. They mm. wanted more structure. I was trying to make it a little more flexible. And I realized that if I did a mastermind like that again, I'd have to, you know, the pricing would have to be really to a point where I felt comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to have people that knew that, that, that I knew wanted to do it. Yeah. And I didn't have those things. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm just... You know, I'm just going to I do I did something else differently. But, yeah, it's really about what do you want to do? And then going to the members and saying, here are the options I think we could do. And it'd be really cool of these two or three options. What is most interesting to you? And then yeah. like giving yourself some flexibility, you know, before you're giving them the here's the all the things, right. <laughs> you know, and giving them like a A, B and a, maybe a C, you know, or something like that to do, I think is a really good idea because then you're coming at it from, okay, this is what how the time I have to commit. And I'm thinking for, based on your experience from last year, you kind of know the time frame of what things take as, as far as time in the day, hours in the day for you and your personal mm -hmm. life. So, so you, you kind of have an aspect of, okay, I know I can commit five mm -hmm. hours a week That's to right. this community or, or whatever. Um, and then from there, then you can establish, okay, here's what we'll do. Yeah. And 
I think that's a great plan. So I'm excited for you. I'm excited for whatever comes next for Script Blast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's funny. We do a lot of these exercises in the community because um, a lot of uh, what we look at with screenwriting is uh, kind of goal setting, productivity, but also mindset. Um, and also figuring out who you are and what you want to go after with your career, because that's going to um, guide so many things um, along the way. Um, so we do a big thing about, you know, finding your values, you know, what really excites you. And so, like I mentioned before, you know, community is one of my, you know, collaboration, connecting with other people. Um, also calm, finding a sense of calm for myself and not being overworked. And so with the community being essentially my third job, so I do writing, I do marketing and, and also this community, um, it really needed to be something that I could actually, um, that was uplifting to me and, and that I wanted to do every week um, because time is limited um, and I'm going to have to squeeze it in. I'm going to have to want to love to do it. Um, and I think that's what my initial plans when I launched was just too ambitious um, that I couldn't keep it up. And then, so what happens if you make ambitious plans you can't keep up, then you feel guilty. You feel like you're letting people down. You feel like everybody sees you as a failure. Um, so it, it like uh, on the one hand, it feels like um, lowering expectations uh, is a negative, but I think it's very much a positive thing because really you're just establishing um, what you can consistently do over time. Setting boundaries. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> setting boundaries around what you need and, and how you can find calm. So yeah. perfect, perfect yeah. way to wrap up the episode. Um, tell us if anybody wants to learn more about these two communities, tell us where they can find out about um, either one. Yep. You can find, um, for those of you who do, we have a lot of novelists as well. So those that do novel writing or screenwriting uh, at um, members.scriptblast.com. Uh, and you can find me on social media at, at scriptblast.com. Um, and then um, Canopy Life is village.canopylife.org, uh, where you can find out more about uh, Canopy Life and what they're doing over in Kenya. That sounds so amazing. I'll have to check out that community because it sounds really like they're doing amazing things. Leaders, uh, helping leaders. It's, helping it's, become, them become yeah. leaders. It sounds it's, amazing. It's really, really cool. Um, really neat organization. And that came out of, um, we actually share an office building with them, uh, which is how we ah. first connected with them. So it's, it's a, a whole cool uh, full circle story there. Local to global. Glo yeah. Local. <laughs> yeah. Global is that new hashtag. Global. If you've heard of the hashtag local, it's like global and local because now we can actually connect with people on a global level, but yet it feels like a local level because of the impact you can have with uh, communicating with people now in cool. this new space. So yeah. very cool. Thank you so much for being on the Find Calm Here podcast. Uh, for everybody listening, we've got some really great episodes like this one coming up. So please subscribe. Make sure you're checking out your iTunes app, podcast app and getting the most recent episode. And we will have the uh, links for everything in the show notes that you'll have that. Thanks so much. I hope you're finding calm in this day, morning, evening, afternoon, Tuesday at 12 or whenever it is, <laughs> wherever it is for you. I hope you're finding calm. Until next time, take care. Bye.